the public news service daily newscast February the 16th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. The race to fill a Wisconsin Supreme Court seat is drawing a lot of regional and national interest. And it's not just analysts. Candidates are getting support in light of potential legal fights over matters such as reproductive rights. Two liberals and two conservatives are running in next week's primary. The outcome could either maintain the court's current conservative majority or flip the balance towards liberals. University of Wisconsin political scientist Barry Burden says aside from redistricting and voting laws, the court is expected to weigh in on abortion access with federal protections now overturned. That seemed to elevate an 1849 law on the books in Wisconsin that essentially bans abortion services in the state. There's now a lawsuit challenging the ban. Those running won't disclose how they would rule. Groups like the American Federation of Teachers have endorsed liberal candidate Janet Protasewicz, who has suggested abortion rights should be protected. Meanwhile, conservative candidate Dan Kelly has received donations from one of the largest anti-abortion donors in the U.S. I'm Mike Moen. Tennessee and the rest of the country are making progress in getting higher education to more people. We get details on that from our Daniel Smith. A new report from the Lumina Foundation finds nearly 54% of working-age Americans have earned a degree or certificate after high school, which the foundation says is key to getting a good job in today's economy. Tennessee is slightly below the national average at about 47.3%. Jessica Gibson at the Tennessee Higher Education Commission says several initiatives are in place to try to make college completion within reach, including the Tennessee Reconnect, financial aid, and college specific support programs for adults. The Tennessee Reconnect Grant, which allows an adult to complete an associate degree tuition-free. We also have something called the Tennessee Student Assistance Award, which is available for financially needy students, and the Hope Non-Traditional Scholarship, which is available for adults who want to complete a bachelor's degree. Gibson points out that the most recent legislation, SB 2405, states the qualifying age for the Tennessee Hope Scholarship is 23. It's open to adults who have not completed a college degree. And former Vice President Mike Pence said Wednesday he is willing to take his fight against a subpoena for his testimony in the Justice Department 2020 election subversion investigation all the way to the Supreme Court. That's from CNN. They quote Pence's saying, I'm going to fight the Biden DOJ subpoena for me to appear before the grand jury because I believe it's unconstitutional and unprecedented. This is Public News Service. Lawmakers in Olympia are looking for a solution that can fit in people's backyards to help ease the state's housing crisis. Eric Tegetoff explains. A bill in the Washington State Legislature aims to increase accessory dwelling units, or ADUs, small homes that can fit on already existing lots. Republican Representative Andrew Barkis of Olympia says ADUs are a vital piece to creating more housing. The benefit is this is one of the quickest ways to get at our housing supply issue in the state of Washington. I mean, these are inexpensive. They're easy to get on as a rental, as a second unit for your family, for aging in place, you name it. The bill would reduce regulations such as parking mandates and height requirements for the units. Barkis says ADUs will help as the population ages. According to an AARP survey, 70% of Americans would consider living in these units if they needed help with everyday activities. Critics say the measure could be costly for counties and cities. 
Now from Erica Lattice, conservation easements can provide fuel for sustaining family farms for generations to come. A few miles south of Durango on a parcel of Florida Mesa land overlooking the Animas River, Jennifer Thurston is using an increasingly popular land conservation technique to ensure a viable long-term business that combines water-efficient farming with programs that help veterans groups and at-risk youths connect with nature and find healing. Thurston says creating a conservation easement for privately owned lands does not mean you have to shut down your business and find another way to make a living. You are not altering your operation by any means at all. You are simply giving a guidance and a plan for next generations on how the land should be managed. Working with La Plata Open Space Conservancy, Thurston was able to tap generous tax credits that can help finance her business venture, DSN Land, a public benefit corporation. The easement ensures that 180 acres will continue to be available as farmland far into the future. Finally, our Mark Moran lets us know results of a new study by Bayview Analytics show community colleges are building on pandemic-era success. In an effort to keep students enrolled during the pandemic, colleges turned to online learning, which was especially important in rural areas, where enrollment declines were stark. Andrew Korisic at Appalachian State studies regional colleges. He says community colleges can make better use of technology because they aren't having to react to an emergency, and that in turn is helping enrollment. It feels a little more optimistic. It feels like campuses can be proactive with technology rather than reactive the way they have been for several years, and even for students. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Here's a radio station's big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.